You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, along with Daniel and Kelly here. In today's car ride's worth of content, we are going to discuss a more sensitive topic for some youth ministers, and that is what your pastor's role is within your ministry. Every church, staff, and ministry is different, but there is a clear role for your pastor. So we're going to get into that today. But before we do, as always, I want to know, what are you guys loving? Well, I am loving something really super Catholic right now, the rosary. And here's why. I love the rosary anyway, but um, my 15-year-old son came back from his retreat, his freshman retreat at his Catholic high school, and he asked me about the rosary because one of the leaders told him that he was stressing out about this test, and he'd studied and studied for it, and then he went downstairs and prayed the rosary with his parents before his test, which then prompted my kid to come home and say, what is the rosary? And oh. I gave him one, and I'm teaching him how to say the rosary. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Love it. 15-year-old. Yeah. 15-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. At that. awesome. A devotion we're going to talk about mm. the rosary in an upcoming podcast. Oh, fantastic. Yes, we are. What are you loving, Daniel? I love an organization that we partner with for our global mission trips. I went on a couple of trips this year with them to Haiti and Guatemala. It's called 410 Bridge, and they're based out of Atlanta. They just have a great philosophy on how to help countries develop. And their philosophy, to put it really basically, is that the poor are the solution to poverty. Mm. We're not coming in and giving them handouts. We don't mm. give them anything when we go on these trips. Like, but we walk alongside them and try to yeah. empower them. Yeah. So 410 wow. Bridge, they're based out of Atlanta. Check them out. That's awesome. I am loving also something Catholic. Oh. But open to anyone. The Version Bible app on your phone. I love how easy it is, obviously. Everyone now has their phone with them at all times. But I really love the um, Bible plans that they have on there and how you can do it with other people. Just the other morning, I woke up to a text from one of my coworkers, like four of us starting something together. It's just really nice to be able to be doing it so easily on your phone, but then walking with other people too. And you, I could do it with my parents and my siblings who don't live in this state, you know, just kind of sharing in community with people. I love yeah, it's that also, aspect It's almost it. become like social media, yes. but in a really awesome way. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You can create so those that. verse oh, yeah. pictures. Images. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Well, today we are going to be talking about your pastor's role in your ministry, which you might be loving or you might be struggling with. (laughs) This definitely isn't an easy topic and all pastors are different and they prefer different levels of involvement in your ministry and planning. But no matter what kind of pastor you have at your church, they are going to be involved to some degree and their involvement matters. Yeah, our pastor is the final authority and the decision maker in our parish. So we're really an extension of his vision for what the parish should be. No matter what kind of pastor you have, your job is is really dictated by his preferences, his vision and expectations for the parish. And the people of your parish are there or they're not there because of the pastor in large part. So we have a couple of things to help you in your relationship with your pastor. Um, And we'll just give those to you up front and then talk about them a little bit more. The first one is to bring your pastor along. The second one is to identify the best way to communicate with your pastor. And the third one is to honor your father, which 
we'll talk about a little bit more in detail. So first is bringing your pastor along. And this is kind of simple in, in concept, but it's a little bit harder to execute sometimes mm-hmm. if your pastor is busy and doing a lot of things. So how do you keep him informed? And we try to let him know when there's highlights and wins. And as a staff, we've talked about this in past podcasts, but we have a wins meeting on Monday where mm-hmm. we try to share the things um, going on in everyone's ministries and mission work that are going on in our parish that are worth sharing. And um, that's a great chance for the pastor to kind of know and get a little bit of insight into your area. Um, But also when you have difficult situations, you can seek his counsel. When you have a tough topic um, that you're going to speak about, go to him and ask him about how you should approach it and if he has any tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing you can do to bring your pastor along is just to invite him in to observe. A drop-in from the pastor really means a lot um, to the team, to the volunteer team that's there. And the students always notice, too, and it makes them feel important. It makes it makes everybody in the room feel like that this program has value um, if the pastor is stopping by. Um, our pastor particularly loves the hangout time before we start program. He loves to pop in and just see all the energy and all the joy of teenagers in the room. So mm-hmm. bring your pastor along by inviting him to observe. Yep. And then you can also bring him along to participate somehow in your program more than even a drop by. But you have to find out how that's most comfortable for him. You know, our pastor definitely isn't and not every pastor will be a uh, the kind of pastor that'll go into the dunk tank for your student ministry program. Daniel will. I will. <laughs> Kelly will. I will. But but our pastor will not. So you can find other ways. He might <laughs> to give a full message. He might want to be interviewed by teens. Like you can play a game with him, have just a Q&A session with him. He could lead worship. He could hear confessions during your program, maybe even offer mass or lead adoration. There are lots of ways to loop him in and help him participate. So Bring your pastor along by keeping him informed, inviting him to observe, and finding a way for him to comfortably participate. Yeah, so the second way to um, keep your pastor in involved in your ministry is to identify the best way to communicate with your pastor regularly. And pastors have different degrees that they're open to that communication, so our pastor has a bit of an open door policy. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are definitely times when he's not available, but he is pretty willing to hear whatever we want to bring to him. It's drop in, but it's also worth it sometimes to schedule time with him. So just think through what that looks like for your communication with your pastor. Is it a weekly or biweekly meeting? Does he do well with email? Is it just an office drop in? Uh, Do you need to write him a note? And the other little things that can go a long way, like a thank you note when he supports you, especially with his presence at your events, or if he's coming and offering sacramental abilities, Mm -hmm. if he's celebrating mass, adoration, confession, anything like that, a thank you note goes a long way. Not just a thank you email, but a thank Mm -hmm. you note. Mm -hmm. So much better. It goes a long way for anybody. It does. Of course, your pastor too. And one, this might sound a little bit funny, but we were talking about this beforehand. You might want to know your pastor's love language. Um, And we were trying to guess what our pastor's love language is. What's yours? Mine's quality time. Mine is too. What's yours? Words of affirmation. Okay. All right. what What do we think Michael's is? Well, 
I, my guess was that it was not words of affirmation, definitely yeah. not physical touch. He probably <laughs> is a zero on physical touch. Uh, my guess was that it was quality time. And but I it, think it's acts, acts of service. service. Yeah. yeah. So maybe those are both high yeah. for him. Yeah. It's hard to give him gifts. He's very picky with gifts. Yeah. We we have come up with a couple of things the last couple yeah. of years. but Simple. He doesn't need, he doesn't yeah. want a lot of stuff. So I think he prefers like making coffee for him when you, yeah. you see the pots empty because he loves coffee. You know, those kinds of things. Yep. All right. So again, the three things, bring your pastor along identify the best way to communicate with your pastor. And then the third one is to honor your father. So this means asking him what his vision for the parish is, if it's not clear, um, because how that vision plays out in youth ministry is ultimately your responsibility, whether you are on staff, whether you're a key volunteer. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're involved in youth ministry at some level and the pastor needs to have his vision lived out um, in ministry for it to do well in your parish. So you want to honor his vision in that way. And when you have a question about something, it's important to ask him to honor what he says. And you don't just honor that by doing it begrudgingly. You want to also avoid talking badly about your pastor in any way. So you go into your into his office, you meet with him, he tells you something. You may not like it, but it's really important that you don't go back to your mm-hmm, office mm-hmm. and gripe about it with other staff members or your volunteers, whoever it may be. We in our office call this disagree and commit. Yep. Have you guys mm-hmm. experienced this? Yep. Several times. It's tough. It's tough to do, but it's what we do. Mm-hmm. We have to be, and, and we have to honor any authority. I don't think it's necessarily been um, Father White, but any authority who mm-hmm. is evaluating us and saying, "Here's what you need to do." And like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't think that is the right thing to do. Well, At I still need point, to do it. Yeah. Okay. I disagree, but I commit to go do it because I am submitting to your authority. Mm-hmm. And a key component and- of that is is that you are heard. Mm. before you disagree and commit. Yeah. Yes. So you want to make sure that your pastor does hear you, but ultimately he's the authority. Yes. And when we say commit, it's not just rolling your eyes and being like, okay, guess I'm going to go do this. It's you're all in with it. You're by, you trust his authority or whoever the authoritative figure is that you're committing to. And you are on board fully jumping in. So that's a big part of it too. And then another way to honor your father, you have to be very careful who you talk about your pastor with, not only walking out of his office into your office with your other coworkers and talking about whatever might have happened, but other youth ministers or anyone really at the parish, you just want to be careful in a negative way to not talk about him or the goings on in the office or any behind the scenes things there. You know, you you do need a safe space sometimes to let things out, but limit that to your spouse or maybe a close friend or two. But you don't want that circle to get too wide because, as Daniel said at the beginning of the podcast, people are at your parish because of the pastor. They stay because of the pastor, and he is the head. So you never want to taint that relationship. In relationship, yeah. All right. So just to recap real quickly. Three things about your pastor's role. You want to bring your pastor along with you in your ministry, identify the best way to communicate with your pastor, and honor your father. 
So what is a win in this with our pastor? We had a win a couple weeks ago when some of our teens decided this is this is like a two-layered win, right? Because a couple of our teens in our program decided to carve pumpkins together and the two of them carved the our nativity swoosh, our little nativity image, which in itself as a high schooler, that's what they did on their Saturday night or whatever. They <laughs> they carved our church things with the thought of we're going to bring these to program tomorrow. So they were up on stage and at the end of program, they thought of an even better idea and they were like we're gonna go put this on the pastor's front steps so he had already been in for the night it was late sunday night and they went over and put their nativity lanterns on his front steps and with a little note saying love your favorite tech minister and kids minister and so father white walked out on monday morning to see that little (laughs) let's go just a small way to include him in our ministry yes yes yep awesome he always says you know that he wants the people who are working in the different areas of the church to care more about ministry than he does Mm -hmm. and i think he feels that way with us now that we care about it even more than he does because he does care a lot yes absolutely yeah that is a win as well well we love you guys thank you so much for joining us today on uprising in the next car rides worth of content we will be discussing adoration how and when to use it within your ministry 